So we've been spending some time these last few weeks getting into a book of the Bible that is so often misunderstood, the book of Revelation. And uh, as we focused on that in, in the writing, in the context of that, in the midst of severe persecution and hardship and difficulty the church was going through, and John has given this, this vision on the island of Patmos, and we've been hearing some context about that the last few weeks. Um, to that context, I need to ask you all today, how many of you like to do laundry? I am grateful no hands are going up because that would just be weird. Laundry is, I believe, a result of the fall into sin. It is ridiculously frustrating. And, and even with, I mean, you can go online and search for uh, laundry stain hacks, like for instance, um, if you need to remove an ink, ink stain, do you know what you do? You actually um, soak it in milk, in a bowl of milk for a while, and then wash it like usual. Um, do you know what you do um, if, for instance, uh, here's one, if you have a grease stain, do you know what you do? Uh, here is a laundry hack for you. Um, pour an entire can of Coke into the laundry, and it will deal with the grease stain if you dare. Um, it's one of my favorites. If, if you have a stain on suede, uh, find a dried up piece of bread and rub it on it. Yeah, apparently that's supposed to help. Of course, you're going to have then need a, a vacuum cleaner because you'll have crumbs everywhere. But that's beside the point. Laundry is not fun. And when I was uh, dating Shane and as we were engaged, it happened in the first several years of marriage, you've maybe heard me share this, is that for every single holiday, uh, including Valentine's Day, including Fourth of July, I would get a white shirt as a gift from my in-laws. And the reason for this was not because I liked white shirts, it was simply because I could not keep white shirts clean. And I would keep them for a very short period of time, I would spill coffee, I would have food stains on them. It would never fail. I'd go through them like crazy, and no matter what kind of laundry hack we would try, just couldn't get the stains out of white shirts. And to that, I read something to you today. John writes, he says in, in Revelation 7, beginning with verse 9, he says, After this, I looked, and there before me was a great multitude that no one could count from every nation, tribe, people, and language, standing before the throne and before the Lamb. And they were wearing white robes. This is a problem. Because white is really hard to keep clean. And maybe you've experienced that. White is a difficult, difficult, well, thing to get clean keep clean. Um, as is proof in our laundry bill even here at church, um, this thing is sent off to the dry cleaners quite frequently. In fact, just about every week to every other week. And the reason is because I like to hug people. And some people said, you should stop hugging, pastor. Well, I, early on in ministry, somebody told me, a, a pastor mentor says, hug every person walking through the door because you never know if that's the only hug they get. Now, some well, every once in a while people will tell me, and I appreciate this, say, hey, I'm not a hugger. I appreciate that. Time out, no problem. But sometimes 
I know this for people, it's the only hug they get. And as a result, um, I get a lot of stains on the right shoulder, I do. And it rarely is the color of lipstick that my wife wears, just saying. Um, and, and you know what, white is a difficult color or difficult fabric to keep clean. Think of the kid that comes home from, from school and, and uh, he, he'd just been having a, a really crazy day and his mom looks at him and he's just covered in all rainbow colors of, of things all over his shirt and he says to, uh, to his, or she says to her son, like, what is all of that? And, and, and he smiles and she says, mom, it's, it's just my day, right? It, you know, and the things that, that cover us you know, it can be the things that, that happen to us that we didn't plan on, circumstances that, that cover over us and stain our lives. And it, it can be circumstances that we never would have signed up for. And, and suddenly it's, it's covering us and, and staining our attitude, staining uh, our, our ability to cope. We might get skeptical, we might get bitter, we might get angry, we, we might get just frustrated with life in general because of the stains that cover us, that we didn't sign up for. And that's not to mention the stains that we just add to the mix by our own uh, frailty and our own inability to hold up on our end of the bargain, to, to hold up to truth or to keep our promises or, or when we fail and we walk our, the other way from God's will in our life. And the stains that fill us from the inside out, that we're covered in shame and guilt. And scrub as hard as we can. We can't seem to get rid of it. There seems to be no laundry hack for that kind of ugliness. And so we try, though. You know, if a kid, he goes off to, to college. And I can relate to this because I was one of them. I, my mom did all the laundry at her house. And... And I, I don't remember ever really helping with laundry. And some of you say, you spoiled brat. Well, uh, she loved me. And maybe because I was the youngest and the third kid, you'd think, okay, well, maybe she just, whatever it was, I never did laundry until I got to college. And I was not prepared for it. And so I delayed it as long as possible. You know, using every possible side of any garment before it really needed to be washed. That was part of the deal. And so I relate to a story I once heard of a college kid. He's going down with his, his bag of laundry and he gets down in that, that lower level underneath the dormitory and it's one of those coin-op hop uh, laundry uh, laundries and, and he, he's walking in and there she is. This girl that she, he had seen across campus, he had waited for the opportunity to meet her in person and of all places, to meet her in the laundry room. And it's in those moments as he's introducing himself and, and, and getting all nervous that he's thinking to himself, there is no way I'm going to empty my bag of dirty laundry in front of this girl. Let her see my dirty underwear. There's no way. And, and so in nervousness, this is what he does. He, he's talking to her, and, and he's never really done laundry before, so he's thinking, uh, and he, he just throws and stuffs the entire bag into the, the washing machine. Puts the coins in, dumps in some liter detergent, and closes the lid, and, and smiles, talks to her a little while, and, and in nervousness, he just leaves, and thinking he'll deal with it later. Well, when he came back, about an hour later, to check on his laundry, do you know what he found? Well, he found a wet bag of dirty laundry. 
right? Because it actually didn't get cleaned. And, and what's important for us, I believe, to understand is actually approaching the dirty laundry of our sin and shame and brokenness and the ugly soiled lives that we bring before God today. Really, it's important to understand how we approach laundry when it comes to our spiritual life is just as important, if not eternally more important. Some people try to scrub it themselves. Some people try to just live with the dirt. Some people try to just go through the motions and pretend everything's okay. But can you imagine day after day after day after day wearing the same garment that is soiled, walking out in public, and people saying, why do you look like that? Saying, oh, it doesn't exist. And yet the animosity, the, 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 the shortness of temper, our, our abilities to, to create havoc wherever we go because we're living in the shame and the ugly soiledness of our souls continues to bear fruit, but it's not the kind we want. Dealing with our laundry. There's this beautiful picture. Because we have these people that John has an opportunity to see in this great multitude, not all Americans, people of every tribe, every language, every tongue, implied every skin color, and they're standing for the, before the throne, they're standing before, of all things, the Lamb. And as we spend time studying God's Word, we learn that the Lamb is is a reference to Jesus, uh, just like John the Baptist said, behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world, the one who would lay down his life for us. And, and there it is, they're wearing these white robes, they're gathered around, they're crying out in a loud voice, salvation belongs to our God who sits on the throne and, and to the Lamb, the multitudes, and as we had that image early on, the God who, who is, a God who was, and a God who is to come. And all of them gathered round, including these elders, and, and they're shouting out, Amen, praise and glory and wisdom and thanks and honor and power and strength be to our God forever and ever. Amen. And then one of them, the, one of the elders, asked me, These in white robes, who are they? And where did they come from? Kind of a funny question because have you ever been around somebody who asks you a question that they already know the answer to? And, and this has never happened to you. I know it's 8 a.m., but I really actually wanted a response. Have you ever been around somebody who asked you a question who really already knew the answer? And, and that can be very annoying, right? Because really they're asking you the question because they want to have the opportunity to tell you the answer. And... Uh, we actually have that context here. The elder asked John a question, and that elder already knows the answer, but it's not contentious. It's actually, you're in the image, in the moment, in the presence of Almighty God, and it's nothing but awe and amazement. And John just smiles. You can sense it says, sir, you know the answer to that question, who these people are and where they came from. And he answers, and he says it this way. These in white robes, who are they? Sir, you know. And he said, these are they 
who have come out of the great tribulation. They've washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. Do you hear that? Who are these people? They're people who have come through the great tribulation. Times of severe testing. Times where circumstances were beyond their control or their ability to cope. Where they couldn't process how terrible could it be. And yet God's strength was with them. Where things weren't going the way that they wanted. Their circumstances were soiling them. They're like, we're overwhelmed by this. Maybe they were filled with doubts and fears even in the midst of it. You say, I didn't choose this life. How am I supposed to deal with this? Well, we're in good company today. Those who went through the great tribulation, the brokenness, the pain, the suffering, the struggles of this world. It says, this is who they are. People who have endured. But people who have not only endured, but people who realize where to go with laundry. People who, he says, have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. You might say, well, that's kind of a strange laundry hack. You, you wouldn't think that blood would be an effective stain removal to make clothes white. <laughs> and yet to think that doesn't work is to not realize the spiritual significance of what our God has done for us. A God who sheds blood to set us free, to wash us clean. And that's more than just a nice little thought. It's a reality that cuts right to the soul. The blood of Jesus that cleanses our souls. That calls sinners into his righteousness, clothed in the righteousness of Jesus. And God's people, they they shine brilliantly in his presence. As John has this opportunity to see it that day and reflect, how can this be? How can it be that they wear white? And there's no mention of further need for laundry. I mean, doesn't that sound like heaven in and of itself? (laughs) But that once and for all, they have been made clean. They've been made pure. And they stand in praise and honor and glory to the Lamb who was slain, the one whose blood cleanses them from all sin. You see, laundry and how we approach it as broken, fallen, sinful people is really important. And there's a lot riding on this hack that changes eternity for us. Because what we have here is an image of heaven. And our longings for something better than what we see today. Something that is the answer to our prayers. Answer to our longing for something that will never end. And a God who gives us an image of it here today. And if you've ever wondered... What you're going to be wearing, what kind of wardrobe you need, well, look no further. God provides for it. And he's a God who does laundry along with it. Um, I love what goes on to say, and just to uh, share this a little bit. Therefore, it says, and uh, I'll always mention this, that a professor once told me, whenever you see the word therefore, you should ask, what's it there for? And, and the setup is, these are they who have gone through tribulation, these who have washed Their robes in in the blood of the Lamb, their lives were made clean. And it says, therefore, they're before the throne of God. And they serve Him day and night in His temple. And He who sits on that throne will shelter them with His presence. Never again will they hunger. Never again will they thirst. And the sun will not beat down on them nor any scorching heat. 
For the lamb at the center of the throne will be their shepherd. He will lead them to springs of living water and God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. Oh, what an image of days ahead. Now, it was a week ago, Saturday, I woke up that morning, wasn't really thinking about it until I opened my calendar and came to realize that my mom, who I grew up with a woman who did all my laundry, <laughs> it was 25 years ago that God took her home to heaven. And it had never occurred to me until now that one of the gifts that she's been celebrating in heaven these last 25 years is God has taken care of all the laundry <laughs> in his presence. And what a gift to know. With all that is riding on this, for all of us, and those we know who have gone ahead of us, God does laundry, and it's handled for eternity. In Jesus' name, amen.